2: I've been loaded like a freight train
0: Night train, baby.
1: Man, if you wanna, if, if you want to clear your head,
0: <laughs> right? Anything from Apposite for destruction will do, and that's why we went with that one. Indeed, indeed. Because this is going to be like an in people's grill kind of episode. Little yeah, retrospective, they? but. A lot of just yeah brick upside the head kind of reality we're hitting them with on this one. Oh I think. wow, okay. <laughs> Wait, do you have the right notes? No, nah, I was gonna say I just, I'm gonna shift around a little bit here. Yes, you're on the wrong page. You're on cooking with spam. No, that's next week. <laughs> Damn. Tonight is yeah, harsh. I was,
1: I dose was looking forward to that. I really was. <laughs> now I was I was hoping that we were going we were gonna do exactly that. We were gonna be uh, uh, positioning ourselves away from reality.
0: Well, kind know, of sort of, yeah. Because yeah, we we can tell everybody up yeah. front we're not doing politics again. No, because enough. No, you know? yeah.
1: Things things have been a bit bit weird. Right. Things have been a bit chaotic and uh, a bit of a bummer. Yeah, you know the whole reality trip right now. So yeah, as as we we periodically do from time to time, we're sure.
0: positioning ourselves
1: as the refuge yep. from that insanity and that craziness. the alternative
0: to everybody else. And in your infinite wisdom, Michael Sean Lee, yes, you were right that you know things are going to get more. Weird in <laughs> the coming weeks. So we yeah, it plenty would of seem, time. To it jump would at. seem
1: the way things are playing out right now. But yep. uh, but yeah, we do. As anybody who's listening to the show knows, we do delve into politics, and, uh, and from time to time we do. From time to time, but every once in a while, and again. You know, God help the world if we got to set the good example. But Oof. every now and again, it's a good idea to just put that shit down. Mm-hmm. Just put it down and walk away. Just walk away slowly,
0: <laughs> and and Jenny flexing as you walk away backwards exactly, slowly. Exactly.
1: <laughs> she kind of waving her arms, going, "Okay, right, okay, right, yeah, right. yeah, I'm gonna step outside now and uh, and and run. I'm gonna run." But yeah, it's been like that. It's been that kind of a week. It's been like that. That kind of a couple of weeks now, and uh, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna steer clear of that,
0: uh, and and
1: try and have a little fun. I mean, we have a little fun every week. We really do. we do,
0: but uh, I think we we could have fun at an insurance seminar. I we mean, could. <laughs> we we could.
1: <laughs> but uh, but yeah, this week in particular, we're gonna veer off of that shit, folks. And uh, and yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a little fun. We're gonna talk about a few different things, a few different observations. Sure, that we've had, and uh, and as as is. Frequently, the case there's going to be a, a, a streak of what alcohol consumption uh, throughout the topics of the show here.
0: Yeah, well, it's kind of a, an alcohol-based show.
1: It kind of is, and not, yeah, not, that not is in, in general, fun. but yeah. just
0: you know tonight more so than usual. <laughs> uh, which you know we'll we'll get to that in due time. But I think right up front and center, you've got some facts and figures. I do, and I do, and
1: just just trawling around for information and doing show prep this week. I found some, uh, some interesting things from, uh, courtesy of, I should say, the Pew Research Center, um, 20 striking findings from 2020. Oh. Uh, it, it, I, don't, I don't, you know, in, in going through it, they are definitely interesting facts and observations, I will say.
0: But, uh, and but who put this together again now?
1: Uh, the Pew Research Center. The pew, as yes. in pew.
0: As in P-E-W, pew, okay. pew, yes. As genuflecting yes. on a hard wooden yes. bench kind of.
1: No, I, I will be honest with you. After the last couple of weeks, it's going to take a lot for anything in particular to be striking. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, I think we've been struck.
0: Yes. Uh, and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, these, are, these, these these could are gonna, have fit the whole year of 2020 on the cover of the Weekly World News. Good, and God. I would have believed it. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> right next to Bat Boy and Man cuts off own head and lives. Yeah,
1: and a mushroom cloud. <laughs> right, you know? which is about the only thing we haven't had to deal with in 2020 yet. Yeah, well, no. Last I checked, we are safely. That's right. We did now we the, into twenty twenty. Yeah, we 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 turn the corner, so to speak. Good stuff. But uh, but yeah, some interesting observations from the uh, Pew Research Center folks in regards to the state of things and the the state of affairs. All right. Uh, as we as we uh, slide into twenty twenty one, is that an accurate way to describe it?
0: Accurate as any. Yeah. Yeah,
1: or run screaming into twenty twenty one. But, uh, but, yeah, right off the top, right off the top uh, uh, a topic worth, I think, discussing. Uh, apparently, for the first time, uh, at least since the Great Depression, a majority of young adults in the U.S. are living with their
0: parents, believe it or not. Oh, do we have, like, ages of these young adults?
1: Uh, right now, we're talking about folks in the 18 to
0: 29 range. Oh, my. I don't know,
1: is that, the, that Generation Z? Is that who that is? You're better
0: with that than I am. I
1: think, yeah, it's... it's right like, on... I
0: call that a whole lot of what they call baby boy syndrome.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny because the millennials who have been the target of, you know, God only knows how much criticism and right, whatnot, right. are actually starting to move into an older generation. There's yes, a well-established are. generation coming up behind them. And boy, are they complaining. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, But, yeah, as of July of 2020... Uh, 52% of adults in the 18 to 29 age range were living with one or both parents, and that's an, actually a startling jump from just February when it was 47%. Huh. Immediately prior to the pandemic kicking Interesting. in. Interesting. Yeah, I mean that's that's uh, uh, God. I don't know if I was a parent, how would I feel about that?
0: Well, I you know it's. Oof is kind of old yeah. now
1: yeah 18 19 20 can understand that you yeah. know you're still trying to figure out the direction your life is going to go in but uh, but yeah if you're 27 28 29 and you're still shacking up with the folks yeah it strikes me as a bit of a red flag <laughs> and I mean in all honesty if I was that age I don't know if I could handle uh, living with well, the that's older the generation yeah I mean
0: it's uh, that's tough on, on both parties but, uh, you know, look, I mean, we, we no longer live in a society where the young man or young lady strikes out at 18 after graduating high school to make their way in the world. It would seem. That doesn't exist anymore. But, again, 29, yeah. shit. I was back home and left twice at, at 29, <laughs> you know? Because, look, it doesn't always take the first time, folks, especially when you leave in anger. But certainly by 29, I was under my own steam. Oh,
1: Jesus, God, yes. I, yeah, I left left home at 18. You know, I grew up on the East Coast, left home at 18 and went to Southern California to be an undergrad uh, at the University of Southern California mm-hmm. and at that point didn't want to come back. And it was kind of a mutual thing between myself and my parents. I mean, my, my, <laughs> my graduation gift was a one-way plane ticket to LA and, and luggage. Little things mean yeah. a lot.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and I guess it could have been perceived as a message uh-huh. the folks were sending me uh, sp- you know, especially since it was obviously the one way airline ticket. But either I was <laughs> not paying attention or didn't care uh-huh. or was so focused on getting the hell out of there that it didn't didn't strike me in any way, shape, or form as odd. It was like fine, I'm gone. Thank nice. you. And they were like, Thank you, and have a nice trip and right. you know, of course there was mom saying, you know, call sometime, oh, you sure, know, write sure. a letter. But uh but yeah, Jesus, twenty nine years old. Yeah. I, I just, I cannot wrap my brain around the idea of living with my parents at that age. That's, right. that's... I
0: was similar to you. I went away to school at uh, 18. Actually, I graduated high school, and a week later, I was away at school. Was it that's that how quick? how driven I was. Wow. And once you get that, that first sample of freedom, nobody in their right mind, unless you're that kid on the block that had the exceptionally cool parents that would let you have parties and everything, which I don't know about you, but that wasn't my story. You know, no, no, me neither. You know, Once I went a- away to this far off land in the middle of the country and had my, my sampling of-, of farmer's daughters, I did not want to go back <laughs>
1: home. Are no, you kidding me? No, I think you could safely say when I was 22 or 23, when I got out of college, that I would have preferred uh, getting shot in the head. <laughs> uh, I would have preferred getting run over by a train. Uh-huh. Uh, as a matter of fact... A rusty I'd, train. Uh, yeah, yeah, indeed, indeed. <laughs> Uh, if I remember correctly, and it's that is of course questionable because it was a long time ago, but uh, when I first got out of college, uh, after bouncing around for a little bit, I if I seem to recall going to Europe. Uh, when I got back to LA, you know, at one point I I slept in the back seat of my car. You know, I was sleeping on friends' couches. I was pretty much doing anything and everything I could to not have to go home right. and and shack up with the parents again, and. Uh, I didn't take advantage of it at the time, but now that I think about it and looking back on it, if I had needed money to maintain not going back, I think my parents would have voluntarily, you know, wrote big fat checks. Said, Whatever sure. you do, don't come back yet. You know, here's a, here's a couple hundred bucks, you know, for some top ramen, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know hang in there,
0: you know. Of which you would put five dollars aside for," said Top Robin. Oh, of course, and the rest would go to beer.
1: Uh, beer and weed. Beer and weed, <laughs> definitely, definitely. So, yeah, that was one interesting, uh, interesting right. fact that the Pew folks found out. Uh, another very interesting. Pew. pew, Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, another interesting one that came across. Um, you know, in this age of social media and instant communication, and you know, means by which to. Uh, completely and totally destroy your life in 142 characters or less. <laughs> um, <apparently>, Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Man, if you're doing something called tweeting, I mean, I'm sorry. That's just...
0: never uh, done that. You know what? Big Boom Radio has a Twitter account. Do we really? I just never tweet anything. I, I
1: can't say I blame you. Nothing I good has ever been tweeted. You, do, ever. you don't strike me as someone who would tweet, John. <laughs> And I mean that in a complimentary sure. fashion. That's how of I take it. I mean,
0: we know. Look, I'm a Facebook guy. Yep. I, I could deal with that. And you know, truth be told, I kind of like me some Pinterest because they get good recipes on there. Sorry, but yeah.
1: I don't even know what I just that is. Shattered
0: my rock star veneer. Yes, <laughs> folks. Johnny's on Pinterest. There's some great recipes on there. But okay. Yeah, that's about it. All right. No, you that's know?
1: cool. That's cool. Whatever works. When but Twitter uh, never
0: appealed to me because it's just like. It, it's the same thing, except it's like yelling something out.
1: It quite literally is. Yeah, and, and that's just—it's rude. Again,
0: that's 142
1: characters. <laughs> I mean, I can I can understand it when the state police have to get word out on sure, sure. You know, a, a storm situation or trees down that have uh, blocked off of, uh, an artery, a road, or something mm-hmm. like that. But uh, but yeah, these these freaking people that use it as a means to try and communicate or something—it's yeah. like. Uh, most other social media, as far as I'm concerned, it's just another way to fuck yourself over.
0: It is. It's really like the modern equivalent of Rocky Balboa yelling out the tenement window. Yeah. Your father, come on! <laughs> in 140 characters.
1: But anyway. Anyway. <laughs> um, according to these very same Pew Research folks, uh, and this, pew, is, pew, pew. This, is, this is pretty telling, uh, and I would consider it a bit of an indictment, uh, the most active 10% of Twitter users uh, were responsible for 92% of the tweets sent between November 2019 and September of 2020
0: by U.S. adults with public-facing accounts. I totally believe that. Yeah. And probably 90% of that 5% is professional athletes and politicians. Entirely
1: possible. <laughs> that, that makes total sense. But, yeah, there's a very, very small percentage of people who are dominating the tweets, right. if you will. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's incredibly telling. It, it really is. Um, if I was somebody who would use Twitter, or who used Twitter, I'm not entirely sure how I'd take that, but mm. it, you, you would have to consider what kind of information is being uh, being distributed, and consider that it's a very, very small people that are apparently uh, setting the dialogue, right. you right. know? And again, not a fan of Twitter anyway, but, uh, but that's, that's very striking. It's hmm. it's very very striking, very
0: telling. And what other uh, nuggets you got on there? Uh,
1: some other interesting stuff that the Pew folks found out. Pew pew pew. Yeah. Let's
0: see. It's a hard habit to break.
1: It, <laughs> that's what I'm told. Well, that's another thing too. You know, as we found out, or are finding out now, how addictive, you know, social media is. How oh, addictive yeah. these things are. That uh, again, factor that into that consideration of. Ten percent controlling ninety-two percent,
3: hmm.
1: but uh, but you know since we wanted to veer off a of controversial stuff
0: today, right? Um,
1: let's talk about religion, shall we?
0: Okay, bring it. <laughs> First, look at this doodling of Muhammad I just did. Is that oh, hysterical or what?
1: Jesus, I'm dying. I'm done, I'm diving under the table now. <laughs> look out! Um, again, according to the uh, Pew Research folks, um, a very large majority of U.S. adults, eighty-six percent say there is some kind of lesson or set of lessons for mankind to learn from the coronavirus outbreak.
3: Mm. And
1: now here's the kicker. About a third of them, 35%, say these lessons were sent by God.
0: And there you have it. Yeah.
1: This is this is a moment for an awkward awkward pause, <laughs> isn't it?
0: <laughs> well, when, when, you know, we had discussed this once before, um, you know, I made the point that there's a lot of you know, religious people tend to get, maybe just amongst cynics like you and I, yep. religious people get the short end of the stick in that they're portrayed as, very easily, as zealots, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily the case. No, not at and all. It, not I, at I, all. Have, I have no problem with organized religion, um, except for the fact, it's, it's not the worshipers that bother me, it's the people that run organized religion. Oh, yeah. And I say this as a quasi-devout Catholic. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: Which which I think is the majority of Catholics these yeah, days. Yeah. The quasi- quasi, the
0: right. yeah. <laughs> and you know, the thing is it's just you know, they're like, Oh, a religious person, you believe in the invisible man in the sky. Well, yes and no, there's a lot more to it with, with every religion. You know, they say yeah. that one man's mythology is another man's religion. Yeah. But it brings them peace of mind, it, it helps conduct an orderly society and it helps people connect the dots. It it does it does
1: provide structure. And to a lot of people, it is their source of moral centering.
0: Exactly.
1: You know, moral structure, if you will.
0: And really, you could make that easy uh, correlation between these events or any catastrophic events and the will or signs from God argument. Um, Look, whatever gets it to the night, okay? Now... I would say, I, I take it a step further because yep. <laughs> I, I am a bit of a nihilist with, with a gallows sense of humor. Okay. I mean, th- there's clearly been days in 2020 where I've rooted for COVID-19 <laughs> because there, there's definitely a portion of society uh, that needs to be culled, I believe the expression is. Well, I,
1: there are a lot of people, you know, not, not bullshitting around here that consider this kind of thing to be exactly that. Yeah. Is a, a culling of society. And there, there are historical precedents Right. that you could cite uh, indicating this, that this is nature's way of balancing things out. And
0: it's almost, you know, when we, when we talk about nature in those terms, there's almost like a, a concept of religious science. And I'll use this as, as an example. Um, the movie War of the Worlds. Yes. Okay? Which I think there's been like five or six different you know, at versions least, if of it. not more. Yeah. And at the end, it's the common cold yeah. that takes yeah. out these aliens when nothing else works. Yeah. Um, and it's always kind of that, that parable narrated by whoever's famous at the time, whether it's uh, Charlton Heston or Morgan Freeman, mm-hmm. saying, well, nature has a way of regulating itself and yeah. this thing is going to happen. And it's, you know, we've grown up watching these movies and seeing this stuff and you can't help but think that, you know, maybe this is nature's way of of regulating itself because... As human beings, we have no natural enemies except other human beings. This is true. And if left unabated, again, I don't mean to get dark here, but left unabated, especially with the advances in medicine, unfortunately not cancer, but with everything else, it's, it's healable, it's fixable, mm-hmm. and people are living much, much longer than probably they were ever intended to.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, you know? if, if you've done any degree of studying of the natural world, Uh, One of the things that's that's blatantly apparent is it's a very very delicate balance. Yes. And anytime you throw off the balance, there is a reaction. Yep. Um, I, however, am not one that will make the jump from this is nature doing what nature does to yeah this was a postcard from the Lord. Mm -hmm. You know that's 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 where I kind of draw the line. It is. Um, And quite frankly, you know, if if this is if there is a God and this is His way of imparting lessons on
0: us, appreciate it if you wouldn't do that again. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know? he, he said in the Bible he wasn't going to do this again. Yeah, come send, on. send me an email, you know, <laughs> if you would. I mean,
1: if he's the Almighty, I'm, I'm sure he has an email account, you know, god at gmail.com <laughs> or, or some Twitter. shit like that. They may very well tweet. You never know. You never know. Though, quite honestly, if there is a God and he tweeted, I'd find that rather disappointing. That I would truly be. would.
0: So but, tweet uh, him, uh, the real Almighty... <laughs> yeah and, and at twitter.com
1: in, in, in my experience uh, with religion, I too was brought up a Catholic, um, and I walked away from it a long time ago, quite honestly. Um, I have a hard time with the idea that this would be how the Almighty communicates with us.
2: yeah,
0: yeah. It's Just a tra- tragedy, yeah, yeah it shouldn't I, work that way.
1: But I, but I understand, and, and one of the things that I did notice in, in my experiences is it is a way for one segment of the population to try and explain the unexplainable. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 you know, I understand. I guess in a situation like a pandemic, you're grasping at straws. Right. Um, I just I wouldn't wouldn't go that direction myself. Right. No, I, I hear know. you, and I agree. Yeah. So as long as we're on the uh, the topic of God. Uh-oh. you know as we are of course steering away from the controversial today yes and and, and you know presenting ourselves uh, to the folks out there as an alternative to um, this is uh, this is definitely worth a round of discussion, uh, apparently, according to the Pew research folks, around half of americans forty nine percent say the Bible should have a great deal or some influence on the laws in the u s, including twenty eight percent who say it should take precedence when it conflicts with the will of the people. Oof.
0: Yeah.
1: your thoughts on that, John?
0: I am vehemently against... Well, put it this way, I am vehemently for... Separation of church and state. Absolutely. Uh, because again, especially now, with, with the United States as much of a melting pot as it is, mm-hmm. you've got more religions in, in play than ever before. An incredible amount of diversity. Right. Yeah. And what's, again, what's good for one is not going to be good for another. Sometimes like just diametric opposites are happening. Mm-hmm. Um, some, something as simple as uh, eating meat or uh, a, a cow. Friday. Right, yeah. right. Um, that's not going to work for the huge Hindu population in the country, but it might work fine for everybody else. But then again, it might not work as if it's not kosher, then the Jews can't have it. <laughs> so really, I mean, all of a sudden, when it, when it comes to the Bible, look, there is inherent wisdom in the Bible. I will not te- take that away from it. Right. But again, these are a series of anecdotes and allegories. It's not meant to be taken literally. And again, that's just my feeling on it. And I could not agree more. And it could be... Kind of like a, a loose instructions for life, because like I said, if you there is inherent wisdom in there, but taking any of this stuff too literally and and trying to enforce it on other people, yeah, that's just wrong. Yeah, and that's not what it's there for. Yeah, the Bible has always struck me as
1: a collection of parables.
0: Right. Um,
1: you know, a long, long time ago, uh, not in a galaxy far, far away, but <laughs> you know, right here on planet Earth. Uh, you know, the way that people communicated, uh, particularly uh, origin stories, mm-hmm. uh, was through the passing down of, you know, basically things you talked about right. around the campfire.
0: Exactly. You know,
1: every single different civilization has its
0: origin myth, yep.
1: and the stories are passed down.
0: Only to be interrupted when grandma got dragged away by a saber-toothed tiger. <laughs> yep, yep. yep. <laughs> That
1: was the reality once yep. upon a time. <laughs> and, uh, and again, at, at, you know, at some point, obviously, somebody jotted these things down on parchment mm-hmm. or some shit, you know, and it became a book, and they called the book the Bible. But and echoing what you just said, to take these things literally seems rather ridiculous to yeah. me, quite honestly. Yeah, I mean, it's a good read, don't get me wrong, and sure. like you said, there's, there's wisdom to be had but the idea of taking it literally, I find ridiculous. And quite frankly, to that 49% who think the Bible should have a great deal of some or some influence on the laws in the U.S., it already does.
0: <laughs> okay. It does.
1: You know, the whole thou shalt not kill shit, mm-hmm. you know, thou shalt not steal, um, it's already there. Right. You know, when I, chicken the, the or the common egg. Common
0: sense rules that, that they apply. And yeah. all that stuff, you know, those things, they're universal throughout every religion on a planet. Absolutely. There's no religion out there that's at least made up of more than one person that says stealing is okay yeah. and murder is okay. Yeah. And people forget that. and They try and draw up these dividing lines like, oh, Muslims are evil. Look, no, nobody's making a living out of teaching their people how to be scumbags yeah. <laughs> via religion.
1: Oh, yeah. And there's a lot of Old Testament shit that if you were to take Flies that... Flies right in the face of the New Testament. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> and, and if you were to take it literally you'd kind of be contradicting yep. some of that new testament, new, new, yeah, stuff. Yeah. Are you a New
0: Testament guy or an Old Testament guy? I'm neither. See, I like the, the drama of the Old Testament. Oh, you
1: mean as far as like, which is a better read? Oh, the well, Old Testament stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's
0: some epic shit, man. Yes. That's
1: some crazy stuff.
0: Everybody's getting smoked left and right, and then there's lots of sex. This one's begetting this one, and this one knows that one. And yeah,
1: and there's some like... It's
0: like crazy. Decadent, decadent yeah.
1: partying going on in the you Old you Testament. You got
0: great special effects. You got people getting turned to salt. You got bushes yeah. on fire. You got
1: shit in there that would make Caligula blush. <laughs> yes. You know? And yeah, the, the New Testament's a little bit more uh, progressive. Yes. If you were a little bit more cleaned up, you know, a little, little smoother. Yep, PG-14. Um, yeah, it very much is. But you can see, again, you know, in the, this progression of things, that this was written by human beings, um, yeah. mankind. I, I, I don't believe this was uh, written by somebody who came walking down from the top of the
0: mountain. You know, with, with shit carved in stone. But we'll save that thought for another day. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think we've walked the razor's edge of infamy Yes, long be, enough. Be,
1: being, being non-controversial today yes. as we set out.
0: Uh, is it time for another gem? I think it might be time for another gem. What should we do? What do, uh, what do you have in mind there, Sam? Well, I got, a, I,
1: I got the impression that, uh, that we were talking some theme stuff. Yes. Um, and I think going along with the theme that may have been... Uh, uh, initiated with the first uh, first song. Uh, I want to throw out uh, a little ditty from, uh, from <laughs> uh, Nathaniel, Nathaniel, what was his last name? Nathaniel Raitcliffe is that how you pronounce it?
0: Uh, yes. Yeah. No, Ratelift. Ratelift. No rate oh, lift. okay. Yeah.
1: From Nathaniel Raitcliffe in The Night Sweats. Uh, it's a song called SOB. Yep,
0: and it is a happen, foot-stomping kind of tune, so let's play that for you folks, and we'll be back in a few minutes with some more things. And stuff, 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 stuff.
3: I'm on need someone to help me.
2: I'm on need somebody's. King. I'm gonna need someone to hold me down I'm gonna need someone to care I'm gonna rise and shake my body I'll start cooling out my hair I'm gonna cover myself with the ashes of you And nobody's gonna give a damn
3: Son of a bitch! Seventeen years I've been going in
2: back. Seventeen more will bury me, and somebody please just tie me down. Oh, somebody give me a goddamn drink. Son of
3: Me. My heart was breaking, man is shaking, bugs are crawling all over me. My heart is breaking, My hands are shaking, but are crawling all over me. My heart was aching, My Hands are shaking, bugs are crawling all over me. Son of a bitch!
1: Can anybody not relate to the experience that Nathaniel is describing in that particular song?
0: Again, I'm not a lyrics guy, but I just love the, the toe tap and rhythm and the backbeat to that song. Oh, yeah. It's good I was fun. ready to throw a piece of wood on the floor and do a little West Virginia shuffle. Oh,
1: I know. Well, that's the funny thing about the song. And, and let me apologize yet again for mangling Nathaniel's <laughs> last name, Rate Lift, and uh, the Night Sweats. But uh, the song is autobiographical. It's about Nathaniel's experiences uh, going through a bad breakup. we all been there. And trying to drink it away. And this guy was (laughs) so serious about his drinking it away that, you know, he had to deal with delirium tremens, the DTs. And, uh, you know, some of the things he's talking about in the song, like bugs crawling all over me, apparently he really, really experienced that kind of thing himself. So the man was hardcore. He was committed. You got to give him that. Yeah. and uh, and yeah, the song was off of their self-titled debut in July of 2015, and uh, what's kind of funny is they really uh, originally apparently had no intention of recording the song, but played it live a handful of times and got such a great great reception from it. They said, okay, you know, screw it, we'll record it, and the thing blew up, and you know, it became uh, a song that was featured in commercials. It was featured in. Uh, uh, believe it or not, a Lipton iced tea commercial. Huh. If, if, if pretty you mainstream. Can, uh, I was going to say, if you can wrap your brain around the idea of a song about the DTs huh. uh, being used in a in a pitch yep. for iced tea.
0: And, and Closer uh, to Home was also featured in an episode of the Rockabilly Rumble. That's true.
1: Yes, it was. Yes, it was, because it does have that kind of rockabilly yep. vibe to it. So, uh, again, Nathaniel, if you're out there, sorry I mangled your name. <laughs> But uh, but from gem number one and gem number two, I think we've kind of established our theme for the evening, don't you? Yes,
0: it's our favorite neighbor, Al. Alcohol. alcohol. That's right.
1: Yeah, he is the man, he is the myth.
0: I used to be a fat, disgusting slob! Uh, yeah, we're talking about alcohol because, um, you know, the first half was really all about um, facts and figures and observations of what people are just going through with the, with the whole COVID and, yeah. and this year of kind of staying indoors all the time, yeah. and man, do we miss going out to a bar? Oh man, I
1: know. <laughs> yeah, there's there's something something that that I, at this point I'm really looking forward to. Yep. You know, it's one of those things that you really didn't appreciate until you couldn't do it anymore. This
0: is the truth. Yes, and so, another
1: another big reason why 2020 sucked.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. But we'll, we'll be okay in 2021. It's going to be like prohibition all over again. Yeah. Mark my words. <laughs> um, so I actually jumped out of character and did a little research, and I got some interesting uh, facts and figures about alcohol. alcohol. Very right. good, very good, job. My, uh, my right. own little episode of In Search of. I'm, I'm, with I'm, Johnny I'm liking this. I'm thinking it has
1: some 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 potential here.
0: Yeah, and I had a whole bunch of these different like little little snippets. So I picked like uh, eight or so really good ones that I had never heard before. All right. Um, so let's, let's cleanse the palate with some of these little tempting teasers. Um, did you know that all spirits, unlike beer and wine, are completely colorless when they're first made? I had no idea. I would have thought really? that for like vodka and gin, but sure. it applies to all of them.
1: Well, where's the color come from?
0: Their color actually comes from the aging in oak barrels. Oh, no kidding. That's where you get the brown liquors from. Wow. Did not know that. Neither did I. See, all right. All so everyone now is scooching a little closer to their, yeah, to their radio We're or getting listening little educational device
1: here at, uh, at Big Boom Radio They're
0: caressing their, their, their Echo Dot or their Alexa <laughs> Saying, please, tell me more about this thing called alcohol Since we all did get a
1: little intimate with alcohol in right. 2020 yes. <laughs> Now we're going to get
0: intimate with Alexa Alexa, show me a good time there, okay. we go. uh, Here's another one Every bottle of champagne uh-huh. now You'll like this one because you, you love your champagne I do, you? I do uh, has an estimated 49 million bubbles every <laughs> bottle. That's a
1: lot of bubbles. And believe it or not, that has come up in conversation. Tiny in bubbles. The past. Yes, yes. So who knew? You know, Maybe who that knew? should have been
0: our, our middle jam Tiny Bubbles by Don Ho. Uh, yeah, I miss Don <laughs> Ho. I miss Don. I do. See, now I got to fact check and see if he's like, alive or dead. See, I'm you had to do that to sh- me. I'm pretty sure he's gone. Yeah, I think Pretty sure. Dead. Yeah. Because he was in a Brady Bunch, so he's probably dead. That was a long time ago. Many moons ago. Yes. All right, here's another snippet. All right. This one, believe it or not. Now, I don't even know who uh, assembled these, but as Abraham Lincoln once said, if it's on the internet, it's true. Abe did say that. He did say he that. Did.
1: He was He was a very insightful guy.
0: <laughs> His next words were while he was at the theater that's not a real fucking gun. <laughs> That didn't work out too well. All right, how about this one? All 13 of the minerals needed for human health and life can be found in alcoholic beverages. Oh, there we go. Now, I mean, there we go. if that's true, it's amazing. Oh, man. If it's not true, it's still a pretty damn good reason to drink. It is indeed. Right? Is indeed. Like if you're on the walk to Razor's Edge, oh, should I go out tonight? Should I not? And you read something like, it's good for you. You, know, you essen- have to.
1: Essential minerals, man. Right. Essential minerals. What, what, <laughs> what more needs to be said?
0: I mean, I would have liked that better if they actually mentioned what, in their opinion, 13 essential <laughs> minerals are. I mean, that's. I'm pretty sure there's it's, no vitamin D in scotch. It but
1: sounds too good to be true. It, it does. It really does. But it again, really does. it's on
0: the internet, so it's true. It's got to be true. Yeah. All right. How about this little nugget here? Um, abstaining from alcohol greatly raises the chances that people will suffer heart disease. Really? That's abstaining. Wow. Now... I can't say I'm familiar with the concept, but... Right? Yeah. Trust me, they haven't just met you, sir. Interesting. Um, (laughs) But then again, you know, if... uh, You know, one of the reasons Italy was, was hit so hard by COVID-19 in the early stages because they have such a huge elderly population. Yep. And as we know, most Italians, they enjoy a cup of wine or two every day yeah. with every meal. Yes, they're, <laughs> so. they're, they're good at it. They are. They're pros. So maybe there is something that, to that uh, longevity thing there. Who knows? I'm thinking so. I mean, I'm not a medical doctor. I don't know. It's time for Ask Dr. Stupid with your host, Dr. Stupid. I don't even play one on TV. No.
1: But uh, it's compelling. It's very yeah. compelling. Yeah. yeah.
0: Now, here's one. It's not a little hard to swallow here. Okay. Maybe I should use my Mitch McConnell voice <laughs> for this one. Alcohol does not destroy brain cells. Really? And it even goes on to say, your teacher was wrong. In fact, the moderate consumption of alcohol, drinking, well, again, in moderation, yeah. is associated with better cognitive functioning. Interesting. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, huh? but,
1: but the, the catch...
0: Moderation. Yeah, well, all things in moderation, including moderation itself, as in, they say. Indeed. Which means nothing. This is true. <laughs> and really, is drinking even fun if you're not, like, binge drinking? Me personally, if I go someplace and I have one beer, once I'm done with that beer, I've got a splitting headache. Yeah. I can't just do one, and I certainly can't do one dragged out over three friggin' hours, you know? Well,
1: after 2020, that's a, that's a very challenging Challenging yeah. question.
0: Yeah, they're know? like laced potato chips. You, you just can't have one. Yeah. Well,
1: in all honesty, you know, you should try and balance it out with food. I think that's one in of the things world, that, yes. that the Italians do really well.
0: Yeah, um, pasta will know, soak up a lot of wine.
1: I'm telling you. you know. Oof. But uh, but yeah, interesting. Very interesting factage. Yeah. You can't. No, it doesn't kill brain cells, but you you. It smacks them around a little. Yeah, no I was doubt. Say, it, no it, doubt. It, yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, you know, and almost as, as, a, as a companion piece to that one, it says, people who drink in moderation tend to be healthier and live longer than those who either abstain or abuse alcohol. Interesting. Which, again, this just says, look, if you do it to either extreme, it's not good. Right. Run right. The, the, the moderation line. Yeah. yeah. Those is,
1: are the people in the beer commercials. Right. right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
0: Living happy, healthy lives, playing yes. flag football and whatnot. And having a beer Sharks. on the beach. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right, these two uh, separate facts, but they're, they're kind of similar because it involves two former presidents. Okay. Two of my favorite former presidents, more oh, so now, of course. All right. Um, you know, Abraham Lincoln had a liquor license and sold whiskey before becoming president. No kidding. Yes. Talk about oh, wow. a renaissance man. Seriously. He's, he's freeing he slaves, He's pouring drinks. A well-rounded individual. He pro- he was probably great to hang out with on a Friday night. I don't doubt that for Right, a first you got to split three quarts of wood, you know, then you read your law books in front of a candle, then your ass is drinking. <laughs> That's just fun. Drinking
1: that homemade whiskey,
0: right? All right. <laughs> and then uh you know, another, the icon, George Washington, yes. was actually the first major whiskey distiller in the U.S. Get out of Yes, here. the first. Now, you would think somebody like that would be, say, Ben Franklin. You yeah. Know? But he was more about the beer. Right. You know, and it was Ben Franklin that said, you know, beer is proof that God loves us. This is true. Isn't that
1: quaint? He was a very intelligent man. Right. Also really had was. syphilis, from what I hear.
0: Really? A lot of trips to France for Ben. Yeah. 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 That'll do it. <laughs> that'll do it. Well, all right, right. The, that, the, uh, the
1: father of the country. I, I like
0: it. Right, he set the right. good
1: example. He truly did.
0: Now, here's the, the coup de grace. We almost could have put this one in our science segment, yeah. but we don't have a lot of science segments not, on the show because, no. you know, no. we're not that bright. No. Um, but, again, if this is to be believed, okay. there is a cloud of alcohol with enough alcohol to make four trillion trillion drinks, but it's about 10,000 light years from Earth.
1: Holy
0: shit. Now, I'd like to see that on an episode of Star Trek, because they fly through these clouds and shit all the time. You Sometimes they're just, sentient. Just came up with the
1: fact that justifies <laughs> NASA.
0: All right, And that, too. Yeah. Seriously. That's
1: what we're going for long-term, folks.
0: I know India wants to put men on the moon. I tell you what, I got a better idea. We're going after the vapor cloud. Go after the vapor cloud. Yeah, man. Just to tap it. I mean, what <laughs> kind of liquor is it? It's, I need to know more. This is like it's a flimsy one sheet. like space booze you know space
1: can you imagine can you imagine we'll just have to figure out a way to get some ice cubes up there too okay? right you know it's, what I mean it's,
0: well it's already frozen in, in space this is really. true This is true. but the uh, I mean the, the purity oh, yeah and it was what 10, what did you say 10,000 light years a mere 10,000 I don't even know if it says light or just yeah 10,000 light years right around the corner so what's that like 50 feet in, in real I, mean, I think so yeah I don't know astronomy was the only class I ever dropped out of <laughs> in college <laughs> I thought it was about looking up at the stars and the Big Dipper. Well, they the obviously had involved.
1: Yeah, they didn't share this fact with you. Right? You that would have made
0: it a wee bit more interesting, oh, especially yeah. 20 years ago. Reason to focus. Wow. I didn't know
1: that. I didn't know. John, I, I feel like I'm getting educated See, here. See, and
0: that's the best we can hope for. We're like schoolhouse rock for adults, <laughs> basically. We play music. We, we tell did, stories. We give facts. We it really is just like schoolhouse and, rock.
1: And, and we tell you where the good space booze is. It's space yes. booze. It's all about
0: space booze. Now, closer to home. Yes. Um and without, you know, an overindulgence indulgence and, and fair fanfare. Okay. What are your three favorite things to imbibe on when when you're out on uh, a uh-huh. night on the town? Okay. okay. Liquor-wise. All right. All
1: right. <laughs> um well, you know, of course, you know, we try to keep it in moderation
0: when we're out on the town. You don't uh, need a lot of these people. They listen to the 50 episodes <laughs> of this show. They know the deal. <laughs> But uh, if
1: I'm feeling festive,
0: okay. if I'm feeling
1: feeling like it's it's a good time, um, I think uh, the, my first call would be a mai tai. Look at yeah. that! That's very yeah. vacationy. Uh, yeah, it's it's very summertime. Uh huh. You know, I had a had a good friend that used to work at the Sky Bar in Hollywood, which is a you know hip, cool, happening, hot sure, spot out there. I'm familiar. Yeah, and he taught me how to mix what I I believe was the perfect mai tai. Nice. And uh, it it entailed three different kinds of rum mm-hmm. and need i say more
0: yeah it's a lot of rum yeah. like, like a pirate would push that away yeah,
1: very colorful looking <laughs> drink you know with pineapple juice and uh, and i believe there was some uh, some grenadine in there i think um and just yeah it's 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 three different kinds of, of rums and the the key thing is you top it off with just a splash uh, of 151 mm. on the top so that you get that Really nice kick with that first. <sighs> no sip. doubt, yeah. And uh, and yeah, if, if I'm feeling festive, particularly in the summertime, mm-hmm. I'm going for a Mai time.
0: Nice, yeah. nice. What, what about you, you, John? No, give me all three. Of yours. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay.
1: Well, uh, I must say too that uh, that I am a fan of a good, uh, well blended
0: Irish coffee. Okay, you know if you're, when you're sick or just any time. No, right? no, no, no. It, it's actually
1: um, at a at a certain point in the evening. Um, we need you need to push it a little bit you need to I got you I got you because I mean in all honesty we are talking a liquid speedball here sure you know we're talking caffeine and alcohol caffeine and and a variety of different alcohols will make it work yeah but it's just that again that caffeine alcohol mix you know I'm you know in my uh, in my off off hours if you will uh, I do love going out to the theater for example I did not know that uh, yeah shocking but true you know dip into a little culture here and there now you mean um,
0: actual theater, not like an alleyway craps game?
1: No, no, I that no. There's go a there's a, time, for something. there's a time and a place for that as well. <laughs> okay. But uh, but you know you go out and do a show, which you know there's there's plenty of different uh, plenty of different options available to you when there isn't a pandemic on in a in a city like Boston, and there's nothing like coming out of the show. And going to an Irish pub nearby, of which sure. Boston has quite a few. I hear. And, yep. uh, and having a good, <laughs> stiff Irish coffee. Huh. You know, like I said, that, that, that perks you up, wakes you up, gets you in discussion mode. You know, mm-hmm. you talk about what you've just seen. And, uh, and it helps continue the evening, uh, if you will. Keeps you moving, keeps you moving on, gotcha. as they say. So, yeah, fond of a good Irish coffee. Nice. And uh, hmm, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan, always have been a big fan of vodka, uh, Eighty million Russians can't be wrong. Nope. Um, <laughs> on on those those occasions, those rare occasions where you overdo it the night before uh-huh. and you need a little taste of you know hair of the dog that bit you, mm-hmm. uh, I'm fond of of waking up on a on a Sunday in uh, in the, again in the summertime and uh, having a screwdriver, having a well mixed huh. screwdriver. You don't find that to be too uh, acidic. No, no. I think I think it's something that that. You know, at that point in time, you're shit shithouse anyway. True. You know, so if it'll bring you around, if it'll, it'll you know, get you out ahead of that, that hangover mm. that you might be dealing with, um, that it's, uh, again, it, 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 there's a place and a time for it. Right. Let's just right. say that. And, and again, like I said, a well-mixed screwdriver mm. is key. you got to have, obviously, quality vodka. You have to really, really have a good blend of orange juice. I mean, I drink orange juice every morning anyway. Um, but yeah, on those rare mornings where you're trying to shake one off from the night before, sure, give it a little splash of vodka, you're good to go.
0: Huh? I've been doing that all wrong. I just keep punching myself in the stomach <laughs> until I'm done throwing up bile. <laughs> I was way off. Everybody has their own way of dealing with I it. Guess, you know what tomato, I guess mean? tomato, tomato. Yeah.
1: So what about you, John? What do you what do you what do you tend to? Well,
0: I, I tell you what, I'm a man of simple tastes. Oh, very good. And um, you know, it used to be that religiously all they would drink was, was scotch on the rocks preferably Johnny okay. Black you know sure sure uh, it's fun to order my name's Johnny that's what I'm ordering. and everybody knows me now as Johnny Rocks it was part of the whole character if you will it's of Johnny Teflon culture
1: culture gentleman's drink yeah is. and
0: and I tell you what some days oh it just go down like butter yep. you know and I'm yep. in my like knee deep in my eighth scotch you know <laughs> and even years ago when I used to DJ um, you know remember going back Ten years or so, not only you know, could you be drinking when you're working as a DJ, but you could smoke at yeah, the same time. I remember time. those days. And I it was do. just a great, great side hustle, and it yeah. was just so relaxing. So those two went went hand in hand. But yeah. in recent years, yeah, I don't remember the the last time I had a scotch. I just kind really? of lost my taste for it, and I turned yeah. into... Well, one of the, the next ones that appears on the list here. Okay. I'm a Jaeger man. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. And that initially started with just beer and Jaeger from playing beer pong and, and then doing Jaeger bombs on top of that. Yeah. Um, and it's definitely an acquired taste. It's oh, not for everybody. Yeah. No, no. And it better be ice cold. You you better have your liquor legs if you're going down that road. Exactly. Yeah. And um, you know when I go out to one of my favorite watering holes where I know everybody and they take care of me and stuff, it's not uncommon I'm throwing back you know ten or more shots of Jaeger in a sitting. Wow. <laughs> it's just it just works wow. with me. And uh, the hangover the next day is minimal, but it does give me some very frightening dreams and will keep you up. All night, basically this, tossing and turning.
1: Yeah, there's something funky about Jaeger. Something very unique very about funky. Jaeger. That, yeah, some yeah. would say
0: it's the deer blood, but that might be a myth. Uh, it's just it's just nasty. Yeah. but hey, it gets what through the night. It surely can <laughs> be. It surely can be. But. And then uh, the last one, you know, I um, you know, being from Jersey, this is a common drink that we get there. But for okay. me, it was one of my old bosses many years ago. Yeah, uh, who would actually. Yanked me out of work early, signed my fake card that I had worked the whole day, and he's like, "Junior, we're going over to the bar. We're going to drink some Long Island's like a, like a contest." <laughs> right? So I'm like, tall, twenty two. I'm like, oh, okay, sure, yeah. you know. Yeah. And we would go to this one bar in particular, and uh, they would come out in these giant, you know, giant tall glasses shaped like a like a woman, <laughs> and they would make the best Long Island's there. So no he would kid. he would school me on this, and he had to put a straw in it. He says, all right, Junior, now, now you take it and you, you suck it down like a one shot till you get a head freeze. And then you, you push it back at them and just keep doing it. And they make you more and more. And we just sit there all day and get destroyed. So I'm like, okay. Wow. My God. I mean, you would feel it. Because, you know, in Long Island, there's seven different liquors happening I was going there. to say. And there is a big difference between a, a crappy Long Island, like yep. one of those pre-mixed bottle nonsenses, yeah. and a good bartender that knows the balance and mm-hmm. how to make the whole thing. Yeah. Because it almost tastes like an iced tea. You don't get that that jolt from the liquor when you, you know, right. take the first sip. Yep. So that's what we would do. These half-frozen drinks and these long straws, and just like by the fourth one, you don't even know what day it is. I'm sure. You know? Um, well, there's certain drinks, too, that, like
1: you were just saying, you have to have a pro yeah. uh, to do it for you. Yep. It's just it's not going to work, <laughs> yeah. and that's, that's definitely one of those drinks.
0: Yeah, so, you know, to this day, uh, again, like you said, in the summer, yep. that's, that's going to be my go-to, especially if it's, like, a day-drinking day, which is the best time, <laughs> especially when you're supposed to be doing something important, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. That's the absolute best time to roll out, preferably, with an outdoor sectional, you know, yep. and... Again, being from the the shore, I like to have the sound of waves in the distance. Absolutely, which I don't get out here. Best I could hope for is like an ambulance siren. Yeah, but you know, an occasional bear sighting. <laughs> <laughs> some about the summertime. Yeah, really I is. miss it. It, it, it lends itself. It. it does. It does. So I tell you what, my friend. That's yeah. that. All let's right. uh, let's spin out another jam and then come back for some. I don't know, encouraging closing type words. That sounds like a hell of a plan. And in keeping with this amazing theme, I thought of it. Mm. Uh, let's go with what did we decide for the last uh
1: thinking we were we were getting serious on oh, yes. the
0: We you went know. with a like a bootlegging anthem type song. Yes. Yes.
1: Um and, and and the guy who wrote it and the guy who played it is serious. Yeah, and it's you really know, this like guy's his, a, his biggest a, hit. Oh, easily. Is a, easily. And this guy this guy is a legend. In, uh, in those circles.
0: Yep, so we're going to go with Mr. Steve Earle singing Copperhead Road. Yeah, enjoy this one, folks. We'll be back in a couple more minutes with some more things and stuff, 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 stuff. <music>
2: My daddy and his daddy moved You hardly ever saw granddaddy down here You only come to town about twice a year You buy a hundred pounds of yeast a copper line Everybody knew it and made me shine for every new man Want a granddaddy bad Headed left a holler Of everything thing For my time But I've been told i never come back From Copperhead Road now, my daddy ran a whiskey In a big black Watching at the Mason's Lodge Shots of Canada's share fainting on the side Just shot a coat of primer and looked inside Well, him and my uncle tore that engine down I still remember that rumbling sound then the ship came around in the middle of the night Heard mama crying that something would arrive. He's headed down to Knoxville with a weekly load You can smell a whiskey burning down Copperhead Road
1: That's a drinking tune, Ooh, isn't it? It, that it is so a drinking tune,
0: and that's the kind of song that I would like to, you know, grab my late model V8, go high tail down some dusty yep. road in the Carolinas. Yep, oh, absolutely, good time absolutely. had by all.
1: It got good to Steve when he wrote, wrote Copperhead Road. It's oh, yeah, did. made him an immortal, right there. That's yep. the kind
0: of if you like, you say sometimes, if you got one hit. That's the kind of hit you want to have. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. we will never have to pay for stake in this town again.
1: Never. Never again.
0: Yep. Good stuff. Yeah, so let me ask you something, uh, yeah. Mike. We're going to f- flip the coin on you this time. Reversal, yeah. A little reversal here. A little reversal. What's going on and what's new to Big Boom Radio?
1: You know, John, I'm glad you <laughs> asked. I truly am. <laughs> uh, those who uh, who's tuned in uh, last week, I believe we were, we yep. were making reference to it, uh, one of the few areas that uh, Big Boom Radio has not gone uh, heretofore is into the realm of punk rock. Indeed. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so uh, we put something together that, uh, that I think people who are aficionados of that particular genre of rock and roll will enjoy. Uh, We've got a brand new show coming up for Big Boom Radio. It's called Blitzkrieg Bop. The mm. Big Boom Radio Punk
0: Show. And I am so excited about it. I am too. I Congratulations. am too. I, Thank I, you. I feel like, you know, Polly Cicero on the steps of the courthouse. <laughs> you broke your cherry. You got your first show. Well, a uh, lot of fun
1: uh, uh, working on putting it together, working on the concept, working on the uh, amazing list of artists and yep. bands uh, that we're talking about uh, that are going to be featured
0: in the show. Um Truly, some some immortal mortal yeah. acts, um, and I love that you're you're jumping in and, and being an active you know contributor now, and uh, yeah. you know enjoy this one show. Keep in mind, I do eleven of these a week, folks. I'm, not, uh, I'm just saying quite a, quite a, bit, to, quite a <laughs> bit. But you're closing the gap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now it's eleven to one. Yes, <laughs> and that one's going to be a mighty one indeed. Yeah. Now that's, uh we agreed, it's going to be Thursday nights at eight p.m. because yes. that was the immediate open slot that we have. Yep. Um and yeah I think I think people are going to like it a lot. Oh yeah, well we're going to
1: feature um a lot of great bands that people know, maybe one or two bands that people don't know. Um you know for for again for punk rock aficionados, they're they're going to dig the fact that we're going to we're going to dig up some rarities. Yep. Um hopefully we'll be able to play a little live stuff here and there. Um but yeah, if you have, you know, that that itch for punk
0: rock, we're going to scratch it for you. Sure. And of course, like I said everybody if there's ever anything you want to hear or if you have ideas for other shows that you'd like to see us do, drop me a line. It's john at bigboomradio.com, and I read every email I get. Some, I I, I might curse you under my breath, <laughs> but you'll always get a response in one form or another. And, no, seriously, we appreciate the feedback. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. Because in doing these shows, like Michael just said, there is no greater joy than to to find out from somebody like, you Know you turn me out to this band, I never really listened yeah. to him before, but, yeah. but now I'm starting to, and I, I really like him. That's just, that's awesome. That's truly good you know? fun.
1: Or if you've managed to dig something out that somebody hasn't heard. Exactly. You know, in 20 yep. or 30 years and they're like, oh my God, where did you find that? Right. I thought yeah. it was the only one that liked that song. Yeah. Well, guess
0: yeah. what? <laughs> yeah.
1: And, and quite honestly, you know, the span uh, of punk rock and the history of punk rock does afford a lot of opportunities it to does. do that. It does. You know? So this
0: thing should have legs for quite some time. Oh, yeah.
1: You know, we're going to pull from the LA scene, we're going to pull from New York punk, you know, we're going to pull from, from Britain. And uh, and yeah, we're gonna have some fun
0: with it. We're gonna have some yep. really good good fun with it. Yeah, so no doubt. So look for that to begin immediately. And uh, I'm thinking that's about it for this episode of. Ah,
1: yeah, I think so. I think so. I think we've 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 performed our public service. And what a journey it's been!
0: Everything from religion to alcohol to punk rock.
1: <laughs> wow. Which, in some weird, bizarre way, kind of go goes. together this yeah, this, it co- goes. this connection there. I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God.
0: (laughs) All right, folks. So thanks for joining us. As always, I'm Johnny Teflon. And I'm Michael Sean Lee. And we'll see you all on the flip side.